You're listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. This show was created for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and dreamers who want to learn from the experts of today and drastically shortcut their own success to build a business that supports their dream lifestyle. Since 2011, Tyler Jorgensen has been interviewing business thought leaders from around the world. A serial entrepreneur himself, Tyler also shares his personal insights into what's working in business today. Welcome to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I'm your host, Tyler Jorgensen. And today we have somebody who's a bit of a legend on Instagram known as King Credit. He's got that fancy blue check mark. But more than that, he talks about travel hacking, which as a lifestyle designer, I'm a huge fan of. I'm super excited to talk to Jan Stravisky. Welcome out to the show. Hey, man. Appreciate you having me. I love this because like, I think I found you first from right when you started on TikTok. I think I saw one of your very first videos because I, I, I love travel. I love lifestyle design. I'm not a travel hacker because it seems like a lot of work. So I'm super excited to hear about your story. My very first question for you is, when was the moment you first realized you're an entrepreneur? I'd say when I was 10 years old, I had some sort of a realization because I'm like, I want to go and buy stuff for myself as opposed to asking my parents for stuff. So I decided to go wash cars in my neighborhood, bought a little bucket, trolley, electric scooter, towed around, went door to door. I'm like, hey, your car is dirty. Let me wash it. 20 bucks. If you don't want 20 bucks, I'll do it for 10 bucks. I want to earn your business. I did, And nobody, nobody told me I was an entrepreneur. I realized like 10 years later, I'm doing all these hustles. I'm like, man, I should have just went all in on business entrepreneurship. Uh, but instead, I went to college. Look, that's it's normal. But what I love, and it's very common with people that come on this show, most of the people that now consider themselves entrepreneurs instead of like a business owner or something else, they have that story around somewhere between like five and 15. They took something, right? And they were like, I'm just going to take control of this situation. Yeah. Like I was yeah. five and I wanted to earn candy and I was selling you know, flowers to the old lady down the street, right? So you've yeah. got to have that first hustle. Tell me, so you went to college. Do you regret it? I regret it. I went to college for nursing at first. I had no idea what to do. I was a lifeguard. I'm like, you know, I'm good at like medical stuff. So I'm going to go do nursing. My parents didn't tell me otherwise, but they're like, you got to go to college. So I went for nursing two years and I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, I got all these hustles that I'm using to pay for my school. If I can do that, I should at least be doing business. So then I switched to finance and marketing. Uh, keep in mind, I went to decent schools. I went to Berkeley uh, and I went to San Francisco State University. Got my finance at Berkeley, got my marketing at San Francisco State. Uh, but when I came out, I literally could not get a job. I applied to 100 different places. I didn't have any student debt, luckily, because I worked my ass off to pay everything off during that time. But I could not get a job. I applied everywhere in San Francisco. And I'm like, I got two fantastic degrees, but not a single person is even getting back to me. And the only job offers I have are minimum <laughs> wage. It, it's fascinating. I, you know, my, my wife and I both have advanced degrees, but I off, and I have four kids that are starting to get ready to look at schools. And I'm like, look, you don't go to school to figure out what you want to do with your life. If you choose to go to college, it's because the career you're choosing requires it. Otherwise, it's a very expensive way to find yourself. And I'm a much bigger believer of apprenticeships and travel as a way to figure out who you are. How did yeah. you first fall in love with traveling? I was 18 and I've always wanted to go do a trip by myself. I had 3000 bucks in the bank and me and a friend wanted to go to Thailand really bad. And I'm like, 
you know what, I'm going to spend all the money that I have and go do this trip. And when I came back, I'm like, oh my God, this was the most amazing experience to go do this by myself uh, without parents, with just with a friend, experience new things, new culture, go on a flight, just not plan anything. That's how I always do everything. I never plan anything, just a flight and nothing else. And when I came back, I had no money, but I did have a little envelope from Amex that said, if you spend this much money, we'll give you all these points. And these points you can use for a flight, hotel, and I found a way to go and get these points. Bought my friend a laptop. He paid me back. I got these points. So I didn't spend anything. And two weeks later, it was another friend's birthday. We decided to go back to Thailand, except this time I didn't pay for the flight. I didn't pay for the hotel. I just paid for the food in Thailand, which was their cheap. And Crazy. from there, I'm like, my entrepreneur mind started working. And I'm like, there's got to be a way to continue doing this on scale. And so I started learning about points, rewards how to get those points continuously, get more credit cards, more bonuses, more statuses. And from the age of 18 to 22, I was going to school. But during the time I didn't have any tests, I would go and take a trip to a different country and do a deal with one of my professors or all of my professors to just take the tests because I had this family ordeal, but the family ordeal was me traveling around the world. Uh, You're part of the family so, and it's your ordeal. So. <laughs> exactly. And so that's how I got into it. That's amazing. Uh, very few people can say they started at 18 and fell in love with it that fast. I was 19 when I first like really left the country other than maybe Mexico, right? And yeah. I lived in South Africa for a couple of years. And there's something about travel that just completely changed you. I don't I think you cannot come back from a trip the same person you were when you left. Um, I agree. So the fact that you, not only did you find like this amazing love of travel, but you found this really clever way to feed this new passion uh, and turn it into not only like a money saver, but also a money maker is pretty remarkable. Now, yeah. I don't think it all started where it was rainbows and butterflies. And right after you were 18, it was just like money started pouring at you. What was your first major setback? And how'd you overcome that? The biggest setback uh, came later after I got out of college. When I was 18, I actually uh, made my first $100,000 with uh, being an Uber affiliate. I never drove. I actually started making content in a, in a referring people to Uber and I made my first uh, six figures that way. Uh, that paid for school, uh, most of it. And the biggest setback came after I got out of college. So I was already in the credit game in terms of travel hacking, uh, requires credit, you know, credit bonuses, rewards. And I told you I couldn't get a job after college. So I decided, okay, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. This is like my uh, calling to go all in on entrepreneurship because I can't even get a job. I got no right. choice. So I decided to go and start every business I possibly could. I went and did drop shipping. I did Facebook advertising. I bought Ty Lopez's course, did social media marketing. I did everything at once and I didn't have any money. Uh, the money I made when I was 18, 19, that paid for school. I had some money coming in as a personal trainer um, and I was hustling a lot. I was doing like 30, 40 hours a week doing all these different hustles. Uh, but I was living in San Francisco and that really paid for I was left at zero basically at the end of the month. So I decided to go and do all these businesses. And while I didn't have any cash, I had about 120,000 in credit lines because from 18 to 22, uh, getting rewards and bonuses required me to get a bunch of credit cards. So I had like 20 or 25 credit cards by the time I was 22. And with all that money, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go and use some of my credit to go and try to start all these businesses. Right. And six months in, I'm doing four or five businesses at once. 
I'm spending on my credit cards to go and test. Keep in mind, I've never done these businesses. I've only taken a course. I'm doing all of them at once. And really, I have no business experience by any means other than going to school and getting two degrees, which I thought finance and marketing, hey, I should be a pro. I should be super smart. Right. Uh, but six months in, I am actually in 82,000 bucks worth of credit card debt. I'm paying the banks four grand in interest. I'm making half of that in income and still I have money that needs to be paid towards you know, utilities, rent, food. And that was, that was my rock bottom. I think it was like 22, 23. That was my rock bottom because 82K in debt, uh, credit went from like a 750 to a 490. I got collections, I'm being sued. And it was a very, very bad situation. Not only you got the debt and the interest, but you start losing your ability to get those points <laughs> and, and you can't take the trips to go recharge. So what, what was your turning point? You hit rock bottom. Something had to happen. Did, was there a catalyst? Was there a moment? Was there somebody that reached out to help? What happened and, and how did you navigate out of that? I was listening to a podcast similar to this and I was trying to figure out where do I go? I, I, re, I was kind of realizing that the entrepreneurship route right now, because I have no skills, no experience, really nothing uh, going for me, I have to go and get a specific skill. And the podcast said, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to be an entrepreneur, the skill you need is sales. That is an absolute given. If you don't have that skill, if you don't have experience in sales, you will fail as an entrepreneur. So I decided that was going to be the direction I will focus all my energy on. And I'm going to go get a sales job. The sales job I did end up getting was by accident because I started going to every single event possible. And one of the events that I showed up to finally worked out. It was a cryptocurrency exchange back in 20. 16, 2017. And I started doing sales for that crypto exchange for companies. When they go public, they list on the exchange, they pay fees for that. And those are the sales that I was doing. Okay. Uh, I started making decent money month two and three. I couldn't close a single sale until then. But when the first sale came in, like a fire lit up and man, two months after that, I became the number one salesperson in that company simply because I put myself in a position where it was either I make it or I'm done. I go into bankruptcy. I leave the country. Uh, I don't know what I was going to do. I'm like, this is the only option I have and I cannot mess it up. And so I started making money. I was doing about maybe seven to $15,000 a month. And that was going towards a lot of the debt that I had. But at the same time, I realized I got to figure out how credit works, primarily how to fix it and then understand how to use it for business. Because I understood the travel hacking part, the rewards, the bonuses, but I had no idea how to use it for business. So I okay. first spent my time on the sales job, 10 hours a day, I was doing every single day. I was, uh, by the way, travel hacking my way to different cities to go get leads, which I wasn't even supposed to do, but that's what took me uh, to number one of the sales company. And two, I was focusing on credit repair the entire time. How to go and fix my credit, figure out these collections, these lawsuits, and finally, in six months, I'm still doing probably about ten to fifteen thousand a month from the sales job. I paid off a lot of my debts and figured out in that time how to fix my credit and actually not pay like thirty k of these collections and still get a credit score of seven fifty during that time. That's a lot of different things you were able to figure out of the same, and, and that's not normal. But uh, the nice thing is that you learned through all of this, and now you're sharing your information. So let's start with a little bit of like why you're now called like your Instagram King Credit, right? Yeah. Um, is that because of travel hacking? Is that because you like to help people fix, re repair their credit scores? Is it a little bit of all of it? Why'd you pick that as a personal brand? King Credit is because credit literally has uh, initially ruined my life. And now it's built 
it's helped to build everything that I have. All the money that I've made, that I've saved, and the lifestyle that I live is because of credit. I realized that 90% of people, because credit is going to be a part of their life, it's either going to destroy their life, keep them financially enslaved, or they can go understand it, learn it, and leverage it to help them make money, save a lot of money, and obviously get the everyday things like being able to get an apartment, a car, save hundreds of thousands of dollars on interest over a lifetime. And so that's why I picked King Credit. I have the story, the incredible story that you know almost bankrupted me and I failed at life to turning it around and using the same exact thing to build up this amazing life that I have, which by 26, I went to 49 countries, a couple million dollars in free travel. That money that I would have paid for travel, I put back in the business to go and make more money. And at the same time, I'm leveraging credit to go and invest, to go fund businesses, to increase the cash flow. So it's three-way street. It's one, you get all the everyday things, save an insane amount of money, not be financially enslaved to these banks, the governments. Uh, two, obviously go get free travel. And three, make more money. Absolutely. So let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the inspiration of what you do in traveling, right? So you've got some amazing... Uh, you got some amazing stuff on your Instagram, on your TikTok about like travel hacks. Share a few of the travel hacks that a lot of people just don't even know exist. A lot of the travel hacks, uh, for example, start the basic ones really start with uh, understanding credit bonuses and rewards that credit cards provide to you. Uh, a website that anybody can just go to and get started with understanding how credit card rewards work is called uscreditcardguide.com. Uscreditcardguide.com lists all the major credit cards, all the bonuses, when you should be applying, what are the biggest bonuses, what you need to do to get those bonuses. And getting those bonuses is one thing. Understanding how to use those points and rewards is another thing. Because while people get 100,000 of UR points, for example, that's from Chase, they might be able to get, the average person that doesn't know how to use them might be able to go and get, I don't know, two round trip flights within the state. I'll go and use those points to get three round trip flights around the world. So there's many little different details, uh, but that's, you know, that's kind of the first part is uh, go to that website, understand how rewards work, what credit cards give you what. And that's really the basic first step that everybody should take. Awesome. So just beginning with awareness, beginning to understand they exist, that, that those points, they're out there, but there's different ways to use them to get maximum value. What's uh, what is your ultimate travel hack that you've ever like? What's your biggest win in the game? Uh, biggest win. I mean, this obviously goes to more of the advanced travel hacks, uh, but that is getting insane flights and hotels that cost upwards of hotels two thousand bucks a night, or flights that cost ninety five hundred, eleven thousand for a flight uh, that I'm getting for about ninety five to ninety nine percent off. So I'll give you an example. Last. Uh, Last year, I was in London uh, before the pandemic, so flights were still extremely expensive. It was like a 21,000 round trip flight. Uh, I got it for about $300. See, that's the kind of dollar and savings that it almost, it sounds unbelievable. It's like, no way, yeah. right? Like people yeah. believe, oh, maybe you got it at half price or you got it at maybe even 75. But like, if you want, that's like cheaper than economy. And you're flying in the the lay flat luxury beds, right? And yeah. the crazy stuff. Um, that's amazing. What uh, as as you continue to evolve, right? As you you went through your story of um, college student, 
trying to start businesses, going and getting the skills, which I love that, um, you know, going and kind of finding an apprenticeship. What are you doing in your business now differently now that you've gone through this kind of cycle? I've got two uh, really main businesses in the credit space. Uh, one is teaching how to go and leverage your credit, credit repair and travel hacking. And two, actually doing uh, credit repair. So anybody that doesn't want to go and learn themselves, doesn't have time, and they want to get their credit completely fixed. And this is mainly for people that have many collections accounts and have really bad credit and they want someone to do it. That's the other part of the business. But if they, if they have like small remarks, late payments, uh, a couple of small things, I urge everybody to go learn it themselves because those things come up. And if you don't understand how to deal with them, it's just going to set you back so far. Time, money, opportunities, everything else. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of differently in the business, I mean, every single month I'm evolving because I'm figuring out this can be done better. This can be done better. Uh, yeah. Here's a new method that I can implement. So um, I'm doing differently from last month. I mean, you, you said you went and learned sales. Right. Yeah. Like that was something that was super important into the business. I totally agree. Every business needs a rainmaker. Every entrepreneur needs to, it doesn't matter how good your business idea is. If you can't bring in cash, it's not going to thrive. So how have you applied what you learned in sales into your current business? The person building the business has to be the marketer, the sales professional, and understand how to get that idea across. So people want to understand it uh, to see value and so you can um, uh, get that idea to your team as well, so they can actually run the business and uh, close deals and whatnot. But the second part of it is uh, you should never be doing everything yourself. At first, you're going to be wearing 10 different hats, doing everything. But the thing that you should be best at is either running the business or doing the marketing and the sales and being the front person, or you have a business partner and you're doing all the operations. So those are really the two main things in a business. Uh, but the the biggest thing that I learned is that those have to be delegated quickly, very quickly. Otherwise, you are taking away from the main thing that you're doing, and the business is stalling. The sales, you should not be doing yourself. You can be doing the marketing and the exposure and all that and being the face of the business, but the actual sales, the fulfillment, the customer service, all that has to be delegated. And if an entrepreneur or a business owner doesn't know how to do that, they should get focused on learning that piece of the business. It will not grow. You will top out at... I, I learned that you can get up to about 700,000, maybe a million a year, just working your butt off 24 hours a day, which is what I was doing right. uh, without delegation. Any Anywhere above 700,000, a million, you have to learn that. Yeah, I think what's interesting is a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs get started early, and not all of them go through like having a job for some or working for somebody else or having that experience. One of the things that you can learn from that is most careers, most jobs, you're doing one or two core things. You're not doing everything, yeah. right? And so, and it's it's amazing. Like when you go through like even like some of the basics of what Robert Kiyosaki teaches with with the cash flow quadrant, right? So many yeah. people get stuck in the business owner, like in self-employed, which is yeah. just like worse than being an employee because you have all this risk and you don't have stability, but you got to transition into business owner, which means letting go of all of the responsibility, all of the roles and delegating. Uh, I'm a huge fan of delegating. I think uh, 
I love how Tim Ferriss talks about you got to eliminate before you delegate, make it as simple as possible. And I think that yeah. exercise is such a powerful thing. What was your first? Uh, have you started growing a team? Yeah, yeah. What my was your first, first one? Hire? What role was the first thing you needed to fill? My first hire was assistant yeah. because I was doing so many uh, just basic things in the business, like sending out emails, answering for appointments, setting appointments, uh, answering support DMs. I mean, I was I was spending like six hours a day doing all those things instead of just spending all my time marketing and growing the business. Uh, so that took a lot of load off for sure. The second hire was a uh, salesperson, salesperson, because nice. I was doing all the sales. And my first thought, which is every single entrepreneur's first like opinion of their businesses, I'm the best at it. Nobody else can do it. So I should continue doing it. That's not the case. You can't grow like that past even a couple hundred thousand dollars sustainably and, yeah. and you know go past six months at least without completely burning out. Most entrepreneurs aren't by nature phenomenal salespeople, right? Maybe they have some sales skills or they're passionate or they know. And so to have somebody who's a specialist and that's all they do and they're an expert at it, they're yeah. probably going to do better. Now, will they know that? Will they have the same breadth of knowledge, the same background? No, but that's not what they need. They need to sell. Um, I love that, man. That That's really good insight. What uh, now you've been... You know, you've been growing. Your Instagram's growing. Your TikTok's growing. All this stuff's growing. Your focus, your attractive character. Um, what are you putting your energy into over this, like the rest of the year? As you as you say, look towards fourth quarter. What are you like? Okay, these are going to be my priorities from a business growth perspective. Uh, audience, one hundred percent. My my entire focus is audience right now until the end of the year, probably until October, November. Because the same effort that I'm putting into uh, Instagram, that's where I do everything. I teach, I sell, uh, everything is on Instagram. Every other platform is meant to bring audience to Instagram because that's where everything is done. And all the efforts that I'm spending on Instagram, it, the amount of money I make can be significantly more if my audience is bigger because there is nothing else needed with a bigger audience in terms of content creation, in terms of a message. So that's what I'm doing. My audience was quite small um, up until I would say a couple of months ago on Instagram. I was already at about, I think, 700,000 on TikTok at that point. Uh, and I'm uh, pretty close to a million on TikTok right now. And I really focused my energy on growing Instagram from all those platforms the last couple of months. Nice. And, and, uh, but until, until I did that, I had only like 29,000 on, on Instagram. And still, I was the past year and a half, I'm already doing seven figures a year just on Instagram with no ads, nothing like that, not even considering my other businesses. You know, it, it's amazing how many people I know that don't have huge followings on Instagram, but they still do really well. And I love yeah. what you said that going from, you know, let's call it a thousand followers to a hundred thousand to a million followers on Instagram, it's not any more work in content creation or production. It's just your platform has grown. And, uh, and I think that's a really smart perspective. Now, I'm, a, I'm also a big believer of like, there's traffic you own and traffic you can control. Yeah. If you're pushing everyone to Instagram, what are you doing to make sure that you aren't beholden to uh, the Instagram as a single platform risk? Uh, there is a risk for my deal because my, my uh, uh, program called The Inner Circle, where I teach everything, leverage credit, travel hacking, uh, it's an Instagram close friends. So in that case, if, for example, Instagram shuts down for whatever reason, all that content and all those people and Instagram close friends, uh, that gets shut down. 
However, I always keep a backup of everybody's information, all the content. So in the case that happens, I move everybody else to my separate site and I already have it built out as a backup. However, being on Instagram close friends, everybody is already on Instagram every single day. So my delivery of content support that they can just DM me or my team and get a question immediately without having to do yeah. an email, go to a separate site. It's right there. The convenience I is the convenience of is it, it far outweighs the yeah. risk. I'm a, I'm a big believer of meeting people where they are instead of trying to change their habits, right? The number of like different masterminds or things that I've been involved in where they're like, okay, I know that you're over here, but if you'll come join us in this place, I'm like, I'm already visiting yeah. enough places each yeah. month, right? And now I have to yeah, remember, exactly. remember to go over there. It's it's not going to yeah. happen. So I think I get that. I think that's smart. I'm glad to hear that you have a backup. Now, again, your <laughs> this interview is a little different because usually I'm talking to people who are like head down in their business and not traveling, not doing things. <laughs> and I'm kind of like reminding them that that's a yeah. part of life. That being said... One is what is one personal item, not business driven, on your bucket list you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? I'm trying to figure out what uh, 50th country I'm going to be hitting in the next uh, month. What's the short list? Uh, the short list is Colombia, Greece, Dominican, and one other place. I told you, I literally don't plan anything, and I'm a, I'm a month out from doing four trips. And I literally just go to the airport and I almost get a ticket there. Like my bookings are within 24 hours every single time. I never have a hotel because the system I have for travel hacking, it's you just hop on, input a little bit of information, implement some hacks, and then bam, you got the hotel, you got the flight. And is last minute part of the, of the, of the hack or is that just how you do it? Sometimes it is. Okay. Cool. Sometimes it is. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of that. When I travel by myself, that's how I travel. When I travel with my family, we plan ahead. Um, <laughs> it's gotta, different. It's yeah, different. It's like different. I, it is. I, I, yeah. But it's uh, but it's a ton of fun. I mean, to to travel like that is a blast. Um, hey, it's been awesome having you out on the show. I hope everybody go follow uh, Jan at Instagram.com/slash King Credit. So on Instagram, it's pretty easy to find King Credit. Uh, follow him there. Uh, watch all his stories. He shares a ton of information about travel hacking and hacks that he's actively doing um, and find out where he goes on his 50th country here coming up. Uh, Jan, thank you so much for coming out on the show. Absolutely. Uh, really appreciate you. Anything, any, any last remaining words of wisdom? I think if uh, anybody wants to go just learn free content, go to my Instagram, go to IGTV. I've done 10 to 20 hours on credit repair, on funding, on travel hacking, Everything credit related, literally 10 to 20 hours that people can literally get the basics on and just learn about everything that I do. And if they want to go implement it in their life, fantastic. There's a lot of details on everything that we talked about today. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming out. Now, my business ninjas, wherever you are listening, it's your turn to go out and do something. Thank you for tuning in to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. What you didn't hear was one more very important question that Tyler asks each guest. If you want to be a fly on the wall when the real secrets are shared, go to bizninja.com slash VIP and get your access today. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And our one last favor, if this episode was meaningful to you, please share this podcast with a fellow entrepreneur so they can grow along with us. Biz Ninjas, it's your turn to go out and do something.